Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 34 of the Butters Podcast. This is my conversation with the wonderful Natasha Self. Natasha and I had a conversation at library in Wellington City, and unfortunately, due to a microphone error, we were only able to use about 14 or 15 minutes of the conversation, and I feel quite bad that I couldn't share with you the latter part of and the majority of the conversation, so I hope you can consider this somewhat of a teaser into the wonderful Natasha, and Natasha was kind enough to allow me to suggest that we have a part two conversation so that we can chat about the things that we chatted about in the latter part and chat about other things as well. So for now, I hope you enjoy this very concise uh, or shortened version of the conversation that I had with Natasha and a bit of an insight into uh, who she is and something to look forward to for uh, part two. Thank you as always to my patrons for making this podcast possible. A special thank you to two of my newest patrons, Kevin Norris, uh, who you'll remember from episode 13 of the podcast, and Sean Louise Nelson from episode 28. Uh, Kev and Sean, thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Uh, but for now, uh, thank you again for tuning into episode 34 of the Butters podcast, my conversation with Natasha Self. Enjoy. Don't focus on the mic. Don't focus on the mic. It's down here. <laughs> <laughs> why why would you consider yourself a wiry ward? Well, why not? It's just a natural tendency, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It's uh, the nature of jobs or your personality or yeah. what have you. It's yeah. naturally a bit sketchy, a bit... <laughs> I don't really trust you yet. Not that I don't trust yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Oh, not no, that no. I don't trust you. Yeah, no, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> no, just that I'm naturally the worst thing that could possibly happen comes to my mind when I think I'm going to do something. Yeah. So, you know. But has that always been the case? Uh, I don't know, maybe. I don't. I suppose, yeah. I don't know. I suppose it has. You just kind of, I, I think it's like, definitely like gotten a lot worse as I've got older, definitely. Really? Why is that? Like you'd, think it would, you'd think it would become less and you would learn to be like, you know what, I don't care what people think. I don't give a fuck what people think. Let's, clear, let's clarify. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what people think. Right. This, this thingy in front of me <laughs> makes me think I'm being recorded and it could be used later as evidence, you know. Right. You are being recorded, <laughs> by the way. This is, a, this is our this podcast is our conversation. This is our podcast, yay. Just in case you didn't think this was a recording. Yeah, this this microphone makes me think I'm being recorded. It's like, uh, yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's why we're here. Because normally, if I say something stupid, is I've it, got a bit of verbal diarrhea. So normally, if I say something stupid, yeah. it's not going to come back, unless you know the rumor will say it has. Yeah. But is this a lawyer thing specifically? Oh, probably. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you become a lawyer, it kind of takes over your personality a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that. I would imagine. Naturally skeptical and. Does it make you paranoid at all? 
No, not really. Okay, okay. Not really. You're okay. just cautious. Yeah. You're just like... You're just aware that everything you say or something that's written down or Everything you say or do can be used in a court yeah. of evidence against you. <laughs> you know, just that. <laughs> oh, man. What's, a, what's, what's it like being a lawyer? Um, well, I mean, I've only been a lawyer, so I can't compare it to any other job, really. Yeah, no, no, but, but like, how, would, um, how would you describe it? Is it exhilarating? Is it... Do you oh, feel like you wake up every day and you're like, I'm doing something great for society? There is days like that, definitely. Like, particularly the roles I've had. I've worked in courts and I've worked in prosecutions oh, really and well. I've worked... Yeah. At, like, I've not ever really been a here's your house kind of lawyer or um, yeah. let's go discuss a problem of legislation kind of lawyer. It's much more up in court defending people or wow. prosecuting people or trying to get kids back or that kind of stuff. Yeah, wow. So, you know, there is good there is good stuff from yeah. it. Like there, there is times that you you finish your job at whatever time of the day and you feel like I've actually helped someone's day today. I've made a difference in the world and that is nice. There is those times definitely and that's nice. The other times it's the extreme hours or the undue pressure from people that think you're some kind of miracle fix to their life and it's like sorry people, people as in clients or people as in your like the partners of the law firm are like oh no, like, no i guess they wouldn't the partners of a law firm wouldn't be like that would it, it would be like, i mean they do to a certain extent there is always pressure from that as well yeah yeah you know but if you're a private workers. no exactly yeah. and if you're a private lawyer you've got to be making your budget back which is a certain amount of what your salary yep, and yep. xyz and yep. so if you're doing things that are more helping communities if it's criminal law if it's family law if it's employment law you might tend to be more getting your money from legal aid than anything else so it's so much harder mm. to make a lot of money to be mm. considered to be worth more money to your firm mm. yeah. so yeah there's all of those kinds of things but generally speaking, you know, for the most part, I hope I made people's days a bit better when I was private client world, and yeah. when I was not, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Is it possible you made people's days worse? Oh, entirely, entirely. <laughs> Let's be honest, you know. Um, there is I doubt it. I highly doubt it. There is people that would have gone out of, you know, meetings or whatever, and their lives were, were not better because of it. <laughs> In the, in the very, very brief time I've known you, I, I cannot imagine that would be the case at all. Um, you're, you're like a really bubbly, funny, smart, up, just upbeat person. Oh, that's very kind and, and of like, you. And obviously, like, I don't know what you like in a legal sense, but you could be totally shit. Um, but One would hope <laughs> not after all these years, gosh. Um, no, I mean, I think wow. you, you kind of end up having to have a sort of bubbly or, you know... How to put it in an interesting way? Having like a, a coping mechanism. Like a coping mechanism. Oh. Like you have to. You tend to have a dark sense of humour. Oh. You tend yeah. to kind of need to be a bit extroverted, even if you're not, just to kind of get through the day a bit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this has come up in conversations before with people I've spoken to, um, lawyers, nurses, as an example, but in law. In the legal uh, industry, 
I understand if, if it's correct that lawyers have the highest rate of... I keep forgetting to point this myself. <laughs> James, you are speaking right now. It's not lawyers, just my podcast. Lawyers have podcast. the... Like, like in the legal profession, you have a very, very high rate of alcoholism and drug dependency and all this kind of stuff. But when you think about it, the things that lawyers have to face on a day-to-day basis, the people they represent, depending on what kind of law you practice, can be quite harrowing and horrific mm-hmm. and for you to kind of cope you know you, you need to you know uh you need to make friends with alcohol or, or drugs or what have um i don't know if you've visited my desk yet this is can we say we work together are we talking about that big pile of cocaine on the desk oh and i didn't want to say that <laughs> that of course and i was like she's a lawyer she's got to go um no i haven't i haven't been to your desk okay yet. so at at my desk there is a collection of um, nerdy little toys. Oh, I thought you were going to say pills. <laughs> and I was like, oh. That would be a really interesting thing <laughs> yeah, to bring yeah, up yeah. on your podcast. Yeah, no. Um, no, so I, you know, have my little cute things oh, that kind okay. of make it easier. Yeah. Um, the job that I came from before I started working with you, yeah. I had to deal with things that were very different to what we do in our job. Right. Am I being oblique enough in terms of our jobs? <laughs> And um, wink, 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 wink. Um, And I had soft toys at my desk. That was my thing. I I needed to see something cute and fluffy and nice because what I was seeing on my screen was not. Was the opposite of that. Was very much not what you want to be seeing. Um, And even if I tried to stay away from the pictures, um, there's the other part. There's other forms that you're going to see this evidence and that you have to take in and you have to deal with. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, my so coping mechanism. So the soft mes- toys are a coping mechanism. It's like, for you. yeah, it's like a let's just have something nice to have at the desk. You know, other people have, you know, pictures of their cats or pictures of their family or, I don't know, cute other things to, to kind of, yeah, kind of blot out the evil that's on your screen a bit. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so, wow, okay, I had no idea. So I, I have some, I was, when I came to our job, I was like, I don't think I'm necessarily going to need the soft toys anymore. Also, it's a bit weird being a 30-something-year-old woman coming into a new office and you've got your soft toys. So I was like, <laughs> I'll just, like, keep these selected few. <laughs> Who's the crazy new one? <laughs> what have we hired? Natasha, don't go over there. <laughs> Do not go over there. She's got soft toys and pictures of penises on her screen. <laughs> But it's her job. It's her job. It's what she's there for. Wow. Yeah, wow. Well, why did you get into law? I don't, oh. I don't know why we jumped onto law. That, that was my fault. But why, your fault, James. Was there, <laughs> was there a specific reason why you got into law? Was it something you, that you were, like, passionate about? Were your parents working in law? Was it... No. Did you so, watch Suits and you were like, that's me, that's I'm, me? I'm not, not quite that young to have watched Suits in <laughs> no, my formative okay. years. Um, I did see Ally McBeal, did see um, Legally Blonde, yep. but I don't know, my kind of... Because that's what you Boston see. Legal? Yeah, I bet, I bet. Yeah, yeah. But because like you get the Americanized version yeah, of true. law, it's sort of what you think it yeah. is. You think you get a case, the next day you're at trial for yeah. that case and the day after there's a judgment on it. It's very it's very much dramatic. You're talking to the talking to the jury and you're just like spouting off like as if you're on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's very much not like that. Um, but you know, I came from um, a country background. My dad's a farmer, my mum was a nurse. Oh. I 
Where, where, what part of New Zealand? The Waikato. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, um, it was, there was no, there's no one in my background that's a lawyer. Okay. And I actually wanted, you know, the fluffy animals might give it away. I'm a bit of an animal lover. So mm. I wanted to be a zoologist or a zookeeper. Wow, um, okay. yeah. But kind of got steered away from science a bit. Um, it helps also that I don't have an aptitude at all for it. Okay. So I don't think I could have sustained a zoology degree. Um, but that kind of then I changed into oh maybe I'll be a journalist because this was around about the time oh, wow, that Judy yeah. Bailey was getting paid eight hundred thousand dollars a year to read the news for one hour a day. Wow. And I was Are like, you serious? Don't you remember that? No. Oh my god, it was a big thing. It was a big thing. Good on like, Judy Bailey though. Hey. Exactly right. Yeah. If you can yeah. do it. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh well, that sounds like the perfect job. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Let's just like you know start from the bottom though and work <laughs> our way up. <laughs> And I don't know, at some point in my seventh form year, um, the university that I ended up going to was the first one to, to come to our school. And I just picked up the law brochure and then I was doing law and then I got into law school and then I completed a law degree and my history degree and I went and did my professionals course and I was a lawyer. And I don't honestly remember the point I'm like wow let's let's be a lawyer that's like such a great because and I had no no background to know what a lawyer actually did that I didn't understand what I was getting myself into so why did you choose that then because that's a that's a massive commitment that's a four or five year commitment five, yeah. double degree yeah. generally is the common thing people do yeah that's a massive commitment. and then like, another half year on that to do your professionals yeah, course so you can be admitted to the yeah, bar yeah, yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff so and the costs involved with that so what so why did you wait what what university did you otago oh okay and what so why what was it about law that you just kind of it sounds like you just kind of went along with you're like oh here's law well, I'm, a smart, oh, I'm getting carried along oh. I'm a smart girl not to not to like toot my own horn but I am <laughs> well, cocky <laughs> <laughs> that's her um, and you know I think that you know if you're not scientifically inclined or mm. mathematically inclined you kind of end up going the law way um, and so I did and I don't know like at some point I decided that's what I wanted to do and I kept doing it and I don't know if it was momentum of you're doing the degree you're not getting you're off you're enjoying it. it you're doing well, well keep I, going well maybe but also you know people always say this thing about Bachelor of Arts like what are you going to do afterwards so I'm too practical to get a degree and then not be able to yeah, yeah, do true. something yeah, true, true. after yeah. Um, so yeah I just stayed on stayed on doing it and got that degrees, those degrees finished and became a, a lawyer eventually so yeah that makes it sound like I don't enjoy my job no, no it doesn't no, no. <laughs> it, it, it almost sounds like you something came up and you naturally just seemed to go with the tide but now you're doing something that you clearly enjoy and that you are good at and that's very fulfilling stop I'm good at it stop oh, okay take that part back. <laughs> No. You're doing something, it's questionable if you're good or not. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Let's talk about the C word. Let's talk about the C word. Because I, I feel like that prompted this whole conversation. Oh. Oh, James. <laughs>